Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What is up, Miami Hurricanes fans? We're back with another edition of Through the Smoke a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Today, we're going to come with some heavy recruiting content. We got uh, InsideTheU.com recruiting insider Gabby Arutia on the pod with us and joined, as always, by Christopher Stock. Uh, Chris, how you doing, man? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. Gabby, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm feeling a little bit like you, have you guys seen bench warmers. I'm like, I'm like, I feeling like the guy that's like scared of the sun that like hides from the sun just because <laughs> I caught, I caught a bit of a sunburn uh, at multiple of these events. It's just one of those things. I'm just not able to figure out that the sun is powerful. So I'm starting to like feel a little bit like that guy. Gabby's learning. He, he was at a uh, seven on seven tournament at IMG Academy in Bradenton. We will get into that during the second half of this podcast, but I think we want to start with kind of the, the big recruiting news surrounding the Miami Hurricanes football program. And that is the unofficial visit on his own by quarterback Jakari Brown out of Valdosta Lounge High School. Four-star guy. If you are a frequent listener of this podcast, you're, you're pretty familiar with Jakari at this point. But just to recap, he's a guy that, you know, arguably the most athletic quarterback in this 2022 class, a very high ceiling. He is set to make his college decision on March 26th. So that is this Friday. And before doing that, he wanted to take a visit down to South Florida on his own dime and check out the South Florida community, Coral Gables the Miami campus on his own. He brought a, a receiver with him, uh, Isaiah Bond, down on the trip. But, uh, you know, before we get into the details of it, just go over his quick itinerary. He arrived in, in South Florida late Thursday night. And then on Friday, he uh, met with some community leaders who were, I guess, CEOs of local companies, uh, some elected officials, just to get a, a vibe on kind of the local scene in Coral Gable, South Florida, he, Jakari views this as a 40-year decision. Um, so, you know, if, if he does decide to commit to Miami, he would view it as a chance to live his life in Miami after his playing days would be over. So he, he met with a lot of community leaders. This, these meetings were set up by his seven-on-seven program. Uh, Domo X. Uh, this they they call this program the Beyond the Light, the Game program, and the program looks to focus on uh, an athlete's impact off the field 
Um, they, they value family, education, financial intelligence, entrepreneurship, brand management, and social engagement. So really in that regard, it was just an exposure for Jakari uh, on, you know, real, real life stuff. And I think that kind of highlights his maturity. Then quickly, Friday afternoon, he spent time around the UM campus, um, get the vibe there, get the sense of what UM is like. And then Saturday morning, he spent more time around the UM campus. And then he headed back home early Saturday afternoon. Um, Gabby, I know you were able to uh, get up with Jakari after the visit on Saturday evening. And I'm just curious, you know, if, if anyone wants to read the article, it's a VIP article on InsideTheU.com. Really nice recap of, of the visit. But what were some of your main takeaways from that conversation with Jakari? Yeah, I mean, probably my biggest takeaway is just like you could tell how, how mature he is. Uh, you can tell that he's just, I feel like just beyond his years. I think that was one of the things that I left just thinking about most is like, man, this kid just really gets it. Uh, you know, he really understands that he could use his platform for something, you know, more than just, you know, being a quarterback at the University of Miami or anywhere he chooses to go. Um, you know, I just got the impression that, you know, he's just a really well-spoken kid. Uh, I, I got off the phone with him. I'm like, man, this is a kid that, you know, a program would send to their media days, whether it's, you know, ACC media days, what all these media days that the schools do. Like, this is a kid that you would want representing your program just with the way that he kind of articulates himself and the way that he speaks. And just the fact that he wants to do so much for the community that he surrounds himself with once he makes his college decision. Um, so, I mean, those are some of the things that I left like, man, like, you know, if like this kid would make an impact in South Florida. This kid has a plan to make an impact in South Florida, you know, if he does choose to, 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 to play for Miami. Um, and, you know, that was probably my biggest just takeaway from my conversation with him beyond anything, even football related or even how he enjoyed his time and all that stuff. Like that was like where I was just like, whoa, like this kid is this kid's built a little different. And I've had a lot of conversations with guys, you know, over the past you know, year essentially. And, you know, I, he was, he's definitely one of the more unique, uh, you know, high school kids that I've encountered in my time. What, what specifically would you say impressed you about what he wanted to find out during his trip to South Florida? Yeah. You know, one of the things that he kind of talked to me about, he was just like, you know, he, like what you mentioned, he met with some city officials. He met with the big brother, big sister, um, organization. It's essentially like a mentorship program for, you know, like South Florida youth. You know, I know they have this organization in a couple big cities and, you know, things like that. But, you know, just the fact that he wants to be involved with, you know, being a part of the youth. And he's like, you know, one thing that, that really impressed me was just like, he's like, I'm not rich, but I can give my time. You know, like he understands that, like, you know, he doesn't have maybe have a lot to give financially, but he wants to be a figure for like, you know, a young kid, he's, he was, he's, he's, he was saying it like, you know, these kids can be in the wrong place at the wrong time and their lives can change forever, you know, and like we can be a part. And he says, he says, I want to be a part of, you know, you know, basically like shifting that trend to where, you know, it's it, that's not the case to where like, you know, these kids could have a better opportunities or anything like that. You know, he, and he was also talking about how, you know, the difference between like Coral Gables and Liberty City, he compared it to like getting on a rocket ship and going to like a different planet. He's like, you know, it shouldn't be like that where it's just like, you know, such a, a tremendous difference of 
you know, the way people live in one area compared to another area that might not even be that far away. So I think he's just really someone that just really, again, just wants to make an impact on the community down here, understands that, you know, he could potentially have the platform to do that. And, you know, just him being able to really grasp that concept and just really understand it, comprehend it, and then, you know, put it into practice by actually meeting with these high level officials at set at maybe 16, 17 years old, you know, he's at the end of the, he's a high school junior right now. And he's able to like understand and comprehend all that stuff. So I was just beyond impressed with, with that whole aspect of it. Yeah, we'll say, and, and I wrote this on the website too. Um, once his visit was, was wrapped up, but I will say, I spoke to someone who was in these meetings or around Jakari that day. And, you know, they were blown away by just the way he did carry himself like you said, being a guy that's in high school still, 16, 17 years old. And the quote I was told is, you know, the guy just oozes leadership. And they said, you know, essentially, if, if he was my quarterback, I would follow him anywhere. So, you know, that, that does sound corny. I get it if that makes you roll your eyes. But I do think that matters at the quarterback position. And it's a good sign with Jakari, um, you know, in terms of him understanding what, what's at stake here, you know, as a quarterback, as a man, just, just being a, a mature uh, citizen in a community. I want to ask you here real quick, Gabby, what, what did he say that maybe he liked most about uh, UM, his time around campus? And, you know, did, did he get to meet? I know he was hoping to, to get up with, with Thomas Davis and Jake Garcia, who he has a relationship with um did, did he get to be around those guys a little bit yeah yeah he did so he said that you know he was able to walk around he saw the freshman dorms and then he got to check out you know thomas davis's and jake garcia's dorm and see how that is he was talking about how nice they were like he said just said it was just beautiful dorms and you know he said he was able to walk around he called he saw the the like the pool area with the patio and all that stuff and he thought it was awesome that there was just a pool in the middle of campus you know so he was able to you know, really just enjoy that whole aspect. I know the freshman dorms are, are a big part of, you know, like the experience, especially in your first year at Miami. So I think it's good that he was able to kind of like, you know, get like a little inside tour of that. Um, you know, he was walking around, he was tripping out about like, you know, he said like, you know, there's a lake on campus. He said he saw this huge fish. He's like, I saw this big old <laughs> fish in, in the lake. Uh, he was freaking out about the iguanas that were on camp. He's like, you got all these reptiles and all this stuff walking around. Like I was like, just stuff, you know, obviously like being a South Georgia guy, like coming to like the tropical climate of or subtropical climate of Miami. And, you know, just seeing all the different, like he, he just said that he just really enjoyed just like being in Miami and just like walking around and seeing all the different things that Miami has to offer and all that stuff. So th that was, that was some of the things that we talked about that he was kind of laughing about and, and seemed to have really, that just seemed to really enjoy Hey Gabby, I, I just, you know, we've talked about the pipeline um, stuff with Georgia before, and, and this kind of falls in line with my, with a, my question or kind of curious about what you think of it, but just, it, it sounds like certainly that, that he's coming and he's going to pick Miami. It just seems that way, the way everybody talks about it, but just, if he does, you know, do you, th can you talk about his, um, maybe the pull he has with potential other recruits? Is he one of these guys that, um, you feel like could be a, maybe a trickle down effect. And I know a lot of people are Miami fans are looking for that because, you know, sitting around with uh, very little commits. So do you think he's one of these guys and, and, and maybe is there any, if so, if there's anybody in particular that you're thinking about that he could pull. Yeah. So um, 
I mean, he, I think he's absolutely one of those guys. I, I think he's one of those guys. Like, one of the things that I, he told me during our, not this past, not even this past conversation, but the last time I talked to him, like in February, he was like, I want to commit because I want to recruit for my class. And, you know, j- just getting to know him a little bit more since then. And, you know, the things David, ha- David has reported. And after my conversation, like, you know, it sounds like this is a kid that, you know, people want to play for, you know, he, he's, this seems like a kid that's going to really go after it. And, you know, just with the way that he kind of talks and the way he carries himself, I can imagine that there's people that really want to play with him. Uh, you know, he told me that him and I, oh, Isaiah Bond told me that, you know, him and Ja'Curry Brown have already had conversations about playing college football together. So, you know, Isaiah Bond and Ja'Curry are guys that, you know, didn't particularly have a longstanding relationship before, uh, you know, they both had mutual interest in Miami. Like, these are guys that just kind of got together and, like, you know, we really just want to check out Coral Gables. We both like this school. Like, let's get together and see if this works. And uh, so, you know, I think Isaiah Brown, uh, Isaiah Bond is a, is a guy that, you know, Ja'Curry Brown could potentially have some, some impact with, you know, uh, then just him being in the state of Georgia, you know, him kind of having a reputation as a guy that's a three-year starter uh, at Lowndes, a powerhouse program. I think that he could definitely have some pull within the state. Um, you know, I know, like I've said in the past, like Quan Lee, the receiver out of FW Buckholtz in Gainesville, uh, I know they're familiar with each other. Uh, will Ja'Curry Brown's commitment to Miami have an impact on him? Um, I think potentially, uh, you know, Quan uh, Lee is a guy Miami likes, you know, he's a receiver, uh, a fast receiver. I'm sure Ja'Curry Brown's going to want a few of those to come join him in Miami if, uh, you know, Bond potentially decides to. So, uh, yeah, I think he's absolutely going to be a guy that's going to go, you know, pedal to the metal, like, let's get this class rolling. I think he knows that, you know, Miami just has the one commit in, in uh, Tampa Carroll Day, defensive lineman Brandon Cleveland. And, you know, he really has a chance to kind of like, you know, be the catalyst and really get this thing rolling. And just, you know, I think he has the personality to do so and bring some guys along with him for sure. Yeah. So again, Jakari is set to make his college announcement on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, which is a streaming service. You all can can pull it up on your devices, your mobile devices. He has a top five of Miami, Texas A&M, Auburn, Florida State, and Arizona State. And I think it's fair to say right now, Miami is the front runner, Gabby. W- would you say that? I know your your crystal ball is on Miami. You still feel good about that? Yeah, no, I definitely feel good about that. And, uh, you know, he just came off a visit committing the Friday after uh, I don't think he's been to any of the other campuses, at least recently. Um, a few of the other programs already have uh, commits at the quarterback position, like Florida, Texas A&M, Auburn, um, all have quarterbacks in this class. Uh, you know, Texas A&M is kind of selling him that maybe, you know, Connor Weigman there or Weigman, their quarterback could potentially be an MLB draft pick. So, you know, not a hundred percent concrete that he even makes it to campus. But uh, I definitely feel good about where Miami stands right now. And I definitely feel good about my crystal ball. So stay locked on to InsideTheU.com between now and Friday as that decision comes closer. Um, Gabby will have plenty of scoop, I'm sure, leading up to that. Plenty of coverage. And let's take a quick break now, guys. And then on the other side of the break, we will uh, pick Gabby's brain about what he saw at the NFA Southeast 7-on-7 Regional at IMG Academy this weekend. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. 
Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All right, we're back. Uh, Gabby, like we said, you're sunburnt. Uh, you, were, <laughs> you were out on the fields all day long, um, which is how these events go. But you definitely got to see plenty of prospects, right, from, from all over the southeast, um, I think one of the interesting articles you wrote from that event is the, uh, the little tidbit you had that Miami is making a strong push for Florida State commit Nigelique Kelly, who's a defensive end, right? Um, but he, is, he, he showed his athleticism, I guess, by, by playing some tight end at this seven-on-seven tournament. Uh, tell us more about kind of what you learned after your interaction with Nigelique and, you know, what, what Miami's trying to pull off here in this recruitment. Yeah. So, you know, Nigelique, you know, he, he's one, he, he is an athletic guy. Like he was catching passes like down the seam, uh, like for DEFCON. That's a team that nearly won a championship. Like they got walked off on by team Tampa at the very end. And, you know, Nigelique, you know, was a factor for them offensively, which is kind of crazy because he's a six foot five guys. He's a six foot five, like pass rusher. He really was impressive. Um, Miami is, is really just kind of just putting the pressure on. Uh, he's, he's talking with guys over there every single day. You know, he's done multiple zoom calls with them. You know, I talked to him at the Under Armour Miami camp and, you know, he had told me that they had just done a, a zoom that Wednesday, that previous Wednesday and that they they did another one that upcoming Tuesday, you know, they've continued to do these weekly zoom meetings. And, uh, you know, he told me that they've been talking about, you know, he was telling me the last one was about like ball get offs. So it's just like just getting off the line of scrimmage, exploding off the line of scrimmage. And, you know, he said that they're really just working on him, uh, just not only recruiting him, just really helping him become a better football player, which seems like it's really making an impact on him that they're not just like, you know, selling him on the program, but like actually like, you know, like practically trying to make him better and helping him out and all that stuff. So it seems like that's something he really likes. Uh, another thing that he shared with me was that, you know, on Saturday, like that Saturday that I spoke with him like earlier that morning, uh, he was on FaceTime with a Miami recruiting staffer. And, you know, he was, they were showing him, uh, you know, live footage of the one-on-one reps going on in practice and all that stuff. And he said that it was highly competitive, super high energy. Like he was like, they get hyped at practice. And, you know, I love that because I love to be hyped at practice. And, you know, it just sounds like Miami's making, uh, a real push for the, for the Florida state commit. And, um, you know, 
I, I think it's, I think Miami has made a, a I think Miami is definitely giving him something to think about. Um, you know, he does, he is committed to Florida state, you know, he's maintained things are good there, but you know, at the under Miami camp, he told me, he's like, I'm waiting to see if someone offers me better. So I feel like, you know, if you're committed somewhere and you're, you still kind of have that open mind towards like, Hey, I'm really still looking to see if someone has something better to offer me. Like how really committed are you? You know, if you're really still open and, you know, taking weekly and daily phone calls from, you know, the hometown school. So uh, I, I think Miami's definitely going to keep pressing here. Hey, Gabby, I was just curious if there's a reason why you think Miami, it seems like they're turning up the heat with, with him. I was just kind of curious if you think there's a reason why that is. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's a, you know, he, we, we've talked a lot. I know you guys have, I know we've written about it on the side. I know uh, Andrew's talked about it on the podcast, just how deep this defensive line group is in South Florida. And I feel like it's always been talked about, you know, Shamar Stewart and Kenyatta Jackson and Marvin Jones Jr., Dante Anderson. And Nigel E. Kelly was always mentioned, but kind of like maybe after maybe some of those guys. And I feel like he's someone that's really kind of solidified himself as, you know, as absolutely a part of the group, maybe someone near the top of that group. You know, he's a legit six foot five. You know, he had 21 tackles for loss in six games. He had 13 sacks. You know, this is a kid that had a massive junior season. I mean, you turn on the highlight tape and it's just like, what were we missing? And you're like, why? Like, you know, this kid was, this kid was absolutely unbelievable as a junior you know, he, he's shown the athleticism, like playing for DEFCON, you know, doing it on the offensive side. This isn't the first time he's played tight end for them. He's done it a few different times. He did it at Battle Miami when the team won Battle Miami against a Louisiana bootleggers team that had, you know, a five-star playing safety and uh, like multiple top two, four, seven talents. You know, this is a kid that can, that can get it done. And, uh, you know, I just think that he's just really blown up. And, you know, he, now we saw it at the Under Armour camp that he's absolutely one of the top defensive linemen down here. And, it just seems like, you know, it might be tougher to pull Shamar Stewart, who, you know, he's talking to a lot of the Blue Bloods. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., you know, a lot of these big-time programs are coming in for Kenyatta Jackson and Marvin Jones. And, you know, Nigel E. Kelly is a guy that, you know, again, made an early commitment to Florida State, and it seems like Miami's just maybe just found their footing with him. And, uh, you know, I think that he's a, a really good option. I think he's absolutely one of the top guys down here. Like, I don't think he would be a consolation prize by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's... I think he's an unbelievable talent and, you know, it just seems like he's kind of a guy that Miami's just really maybe just found a good groove with and that maybe that's why he's maybe the guy that they're kind of circling and maybe have near to the top of the board right now with some of these other guys looking at uh, other programs or maybe focusing on some other programs like openly. Do you, do you get the impression Gabby that other SEC programs are trying to get in there too, or do you think it's, you know, it's early, right? But at this stage, do you think it's more of like just going to be a Miami-Florida State type battle? Uh, I, I know Florida's involved as well. You know, uh, I, I very much believe that it can be like an in-state type of battle. Uh, he mentioned, he's mentioned LSU in the past. He's mentioned Indiana, uh, Pittsburgh, as a couple other schools. You know, it, it doesn't seem like, you know, the Clemsons, the Georgias, the Alabamas, and all those guys have really gotten involved yet. And uh, not to say it's not too late for those guys too, but it just seems like, you know, those guys have maybe focused on others or maybe just haven't come around to Nigelik yet. And I think that's really given maybe the in-state schools an advantage here because it seems like all three are, are really giving him something to think about. So um, I, I think that, uh, you know, that, that could potentially be where it is. Now, LSU's, you know, LSU, like let's not forget that they won a national championship a couple of years ago. So, you know, LSU coming around and if they were to potentially make a push, like that would – that could potentially make things interesting. 
you know, they're in it for Shamar Stewart. You know, he, I think his crystal ball is, is on LSU. I think Andrew has his, his crystal ball on LSU. So that's a program that's pushing already for Shamar Stewart. You know, who's to say they don't get involved for Nigelika? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see some more SEC schools continue to get involved for him because, uh, you know, I, again, you turn on the tape and it, it, it's there. Like you see it. Last, last thing on Nigelik before we move on. Um, again, it's very early. There's still a whole college football season to be played out, et cetera. But as things stand right now, Gabby, do you, do you get the vibe Nigelik is going to stick with Florida State? Or, or do you – I guess what I'm asking is if you had to bet, would you bet him sticking with Florida State or would you bet the field, someone being able to flip him? Um, I mean, I would – probably bet the field but i would like maybe think about it for a minute it's not just like i'm not like super quick to just say like oh yeah the field uh you know they just picked up a commitment uh, florida state did from devon mortimer who was a receiver at dillard uh nigel e. kelly's high school teammate his teammate at defcon uh the two are really close so you know i think florida state's doing what they can to to keep him you know kind of around uh i saw him and travis hunter talking uh a little bit this weekend so you know, are you going to say no to playing with potentially the best player in the class? I think that could also be a way for him to kind of think about, like think twice about maybe looking elsewhere. But um, at this point, again, like, I just feel like, you know, when he talks about other schools, he's, he's really open to thinking like, I'm seeing who's going to offer me something better. And, you know, we've seen schools get off to hot starts, but you know, if Florida state has a, a recent Florida state type year where they win three, maybe four games and you might, let's say Miami and Florida both have good seasons. Is he going to say, yeah, you know what? I'm good with Florida state when, you know, my hometown and these other schools that are pushing for me are having successful seasons. And, uh, you know, he did tell me in the past, Jalen Phillips, Quincy Roche, Greg Russo being developed into top draft picks, like you know, Russo and Phillips might be first round draft picks uh, next, next month. That's a big deal for him. Like that's something that matters to him. So I think that that could be a way for, you know, other Miami and other schools to potentially get involved here too. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's the field, but again, I like, I would say the field at this point, I guess. And, but not like super, super, like my confidence score would be like a six on the field. So you, you mentioned Travis Hunter, um, who was at this tournament. He's another FSU commit you know, might end up being the, the number one overall player in the country. He certainly has that type of talent as a wide receiver and corner. Um, so he, he competed at this event. And even though he is an FSU commit, I think it's worth just getting your takeaway on, on his talent level. And, and were you impressed by, by what he showed? Because certainly if you follow recruiting on social media, he is a guy that that makes viral plays with his one-handed catches, diving catches, all that good stuff. How, how impressed were you with, with Travis over the weekend, Gabby? Yeah, he, he is who people say he is and he, he knows it, <laughs> which is, it, it was really special to kind of just watch him compete and all that stuff. Uh, he makes just ridiculous plays, especially on the offensive side. Like, you know, I saw him make multiple big time catches. The first 30 seconds I watched him play, uh, he made an, he made a diving catch into the end zone and just, again, just spectacular play after spectacular play. He made a, he made a play where Brandon Innes, the top ranked 2023 wide receiver got at quarterback uh, South Florida express was up big. Uh, he, he throws a bomb to Travis Hunter, everyone in the, on the field and in the crowd knows that it's going to him. He's double covered 
he goes up and grabs it and just comes down with it. The whole place goes wild. I mean, this is just a ridiculously special talent. Uh, you know, he, he's just, he's so good. Like really, that's all I could say is that like, he it absolutely is as advertised. And I, I think he could be special on both sides of the ball. I mean, he was honestly more impressive to me as a wide receiver than he was even playing cornerback. Uh, you know, he just has a knack for making plays and knack for the ball. And he's, he's drawing so much attention from defenses on every single snap. And he still finds ways to, you know, beat people and, and just make the play. And I mean, Florida state is getting a good one. If he does go full circle on that and sign with Florida state, I mean, they are, they are getting a potentially generational talent, like no doubt. You've touched on a few guys that have stood out. Are there some other guys that stood out to you, Gabby? And then also, was there a sleeper? Uh, one guy, maybe a sleeper that's not really talked about that really either helped himself or one that really impressed you? Yeah, uh, I mean, another guy that that, that performed really well, uh, 2023 cornerback out of Lakeland, Lake Gibson, Cormani McLean. You know, there's a guy that, you know, I was talking to, I was talking to Andrew, Andrew Ivins, like just talking about this kid, like, you know, he, he, I think he's a potential five-star type talent. You know, he, he made a game-winning touchdown in one of the games I saw him play, uh, really long, really lanky. And, like, you know, he wasn't playing on the best team out there, but he absolutely stood out. You know, there's a kid that had nine interceptions as a, as a sophomore at, for Lake Gibson, has, a, has offers from everybody, Alabama, Miami, Florida State, Florida. I mean, I thought he was unbelievable. Uh, I definitely, again, as advertised, I think he's going to be a, an absolute dude in that 2023 class. Um, Santana Fleming, you know, like that South Florida Express team has, you know, it had Brandon Innes, again, top ranked wide receiver in 2023, Travis Hunter, probably the top ranked wide receiver in the class of 2022. And, but Santana Fleming just, uh, you know, the, he's at Plantation American Heritage now, just recently transferred under Armour American. He he made so many plays. He must've had like nine or 10 touchdowns throughout the weekend, very quietly because all the attention is on Innes and everyone's talking about Innes and everyone's talking about Hunter and Santana Fleming was just so consistently good, uh, made a bunch of contested catches, was a go, probably more of a go-to target for uh, Colin Hurst, who's the quarterback for South Florida Express than maybe any of those other two guys. Like I think Santana Fleming was probably the most consistent target there, was super impressed by him. Uh, Jalen uh, Brown uh, for the Miami Immortals just makes like, crazy plays after crazy plays like he shows his speed he shows how shifty he is I mean he made a he made a few plays actually dropped some clips on Twitter that you could see him there uh he was incredibly impressive too uh so I mean I think those are the guys that probably stood out more than anyone and Chris to answer your question about a sleeper I definitely have one and that's that's the Carlo Donaldson man uh he's a tight end at Gulliver uh he got an early Miami offer but you know not a lot of schools are talking to him I mean he mentioned App State and Marshall as two of the schools that he's hearing from the most uh, he has interest in Utah State as well. But, man, I think that this is a power five kid all the way. Like, you know, this kid just, like, he makes every single catch. He, he's the go-to target for Carson Haggard and Zion Turner, who are the quarterbacks for the Immortals. And, man, I've seen this kid make multiple one-handed catches. I've seen him make multiple contested catches. I've seen him beat people for touchdowns, like beat defensive backs for touchdowns, like using his legs. Like, I mean, I, this is probably one of the, the most sure-handed kids that I've seen and I've watched him play multiple multiple times at this point I must have seen I must I, I've probably seen him play in like five different tournaments so mo like probably over 20 games of of seven on seven football and I, he's he is good for a touchdown or two every single game he I have not seen him drop a pass I've seen him make again multiple contested catches I think that this is a 
I think that this is a kid that once college coaches are able to get their eyes on and maybe he's able to camp at their schools later on this year, I think he's a guy that some people could really end up turning the heat up on because I think he could be a very, very serious, like strong tight end option at a lot of schools, like especially maybe some of the in-state schools. And, you know, he's built very, he's bigger than Khalil Brantley, I think, maybe a, a little bit shorter than Brevin Jordan, but, you know, the way he moves, the way, how, how sure-handed he is, um, I, he kind of reminds me a little bit like him, maybe a little bit thicker of a build, of a build, but just like the impact he has in the passing game. Uh, I think that he could be a kid that, you know, some schools really uh, start to give a stronger look at once they're able to kind of see him as a, you know, as an upperclassman that now that they haven't seen him for a little while ago, he was at Hialeah before. So not a lot of, a ton of exposure there. So I think that uh, they're going to see a different to Carlo Donaldson once they are able to get eyes on him. I'm a huge fan of the kid. Yeah, Is that's he- great. I just wanted to jump in. Just great to hear. And you mentioned he was at Hialeah. I remember seeing him play at Hialeah, um, you know, at, at games there and just felt like he was one of those guys in South Florida that was one of those top guys. And, and to hear that he's a little bit of a sleeper, a little bit of a surprise. Maybe it's one of those things where just because of the way the season went last year, he's one of those guys. But certainly if he keeps impressing Gabby, he's going to get that recognition. And uh, so, yeah, that's good to hear. And, and, and definitely the size thing, that was the thing that stood out to me, even as a young player, just really had that built size and has the hands to go with it. That's certainly a good thing. I'm curious if both you guys, do, in your opinion, do you think he's good enough to, to be at Miami? I mean, based on what I've seen, I think so. And, uh, you know, I watched Khalil Brantley as a senior. Uh, You know, I've seen the way he's kind of built. And I get you can't take a lot of guys like that. You can't take maybe have a whole bunch of those guys. But, you know, if you're going to have the Larry Hodges, you know, Khalil Brantley types, like, you know, if I'm being transparent, like, I I think, like, give me DeCarlo Donaldson, maybe even over Khalil Brantley. Like, I think DeCarlo Donaldson is, is that good. And again, I've seen him do it at pads, too. I watched, like, two or three Gulliver games this year, and I've seen him make, I've seen, I saw him do it as a junior. You know, I just think that this is a kid that, you know, he already plays in this spread type of offense where they, where they throw it all over the place at Gulliver. And, you know, he's able to make the plays to kind of that, just, just kind of fit the system and the scheme especially with kind of what like Miami likes to do with, with the tight ends and especially with what they like to do with Brevin Jordan. Um, I think he could be a kid that, you know, is reliable is, uh, you know, able to get the job done. Honestly, I, I, I'm, I think potentially. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it just depends on what they want to go do with that tight end with that tight end position. And just to add real quick, just, it, it kind of just seems like he's one of those guys that would fit in the, the offense. Well, like just the things he brings to the team, it's stuff that I've been talking about, quite a bit, you know, just with that bigger receiver type that Miami's really been lacking and, and you can slide him in. Like you said, he can kind of play that different spot with, you know, what they expect to do with, with Khalil and the way they've done with Brevin kind of in and out with that tight end spot, move him around a little bit. So I think maybe on, on the role that he could fill, I think that's a big thing. And again, if he's bringing things and attributes and, and skills to the table that they just don't have um, with their receiver spot in terms of pass catching guys, whether it's wide receiver or tight end, you, you just want to add a, a piece that you don't have or would like more of. And I think that size would be a good thing. And it sounds like, he, you know, from what I'm seeing or from when I've seen him to what he's doing now, it sounds like he continues to impress. And that's something with recruiting you're always looking for, those guys that continue to get better each time you see him, each year that he progresses. And it sounds like he, Donaldson's one of those guys. Gabby, we'll get you out of here soon. Um but before we end this podcast, is there anyone else that you feel like would be good to highlight 
you know, that, that you were impressed by from the, uh, the seven on seven tournament? Anyone else? Hmm, let me try to go. I mean, there was a couple guys on the, on the team Tampa, uh, you know, there's a receiver again, I guess there's a, there's a Miami tie here. So I'll definitely throw that in there. Uh, Kai Stokes, he plays at Sefner Armwood, uh, just uh, again, a really good program in like the Tampa area. His name's Kai Stokes. And, you know, he caught a bunch of passes for Team Tampa. That's a team that ended up winning it all. Caught a touchdown in the championship game. Just recently went 10-9-2 in the 100 meter. Um, I spoke to him a little bit. And, you know, he hasn't really heard from Miami. But, again, you know, this is a, I guess, considered a down year in the state of Florida for receivers. And I think he could be a kid that, you know, just potentially keep an eye on. Uh, you never know where Miami kind of turns. And now he has some verified speed to go with it. But he was someone that was really impressive. Uh, caught like a, a game-winning Hail Mary to knock out uh, South Florida. That's really, really talented South Florida Express team to move on to the Final Four. Uh, caught a couple passes against the Immortals in the semifinals, caught passes in the final. So I think that he's an impressive kid. Uh, Todd Bowles' son, Troy Bowles, he plays linebacker for that Team Tampa team. Uh, he's a sophomore, 2023, and already like is, has a very, very strong build. Uh, Todd Bowles is hanging out on the sidelines just watching his son. Uh, so, I mean, again, I just think the genes, the, the brain are, are definitely there for, for him. And so I w- that would be a name for maybe to, you know, just to, c- to continue watching maybe outside of the normal South Florida landscape to see if, uh, you know, Miami potentially or anyone really potentially turn, starts uh, to turn it up with him. I know he has a few Power 5 offers already. All right. I think we're going to wrap this up now. Gabby, thanks for bringing that recruiting heat. Chris, always fun talking Canes, football, recruiting with you. I want to encourage everyone to, if you don't mind, give us a five-star review on, on whatever whatever platform you listen to us on. Always appreciate if you guys do that. Uh, as always, check out the website, insidetheu.com. Always turning out content every single day. Uh, you know, Follow all these guys, everyone on Twitter, Instagram. Chris is doing great stuff on the YouTube channel. I would recommend uh, go following that content there as well. So wrapping it up today. um, Again, plenty of recruiting stuff. Recruiting never stops. Spring football in full swing here too. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit more on the next podcast, but Gabby, Chris, thanks for hopping on. It was, it was a fun one. Thanks. Absolutely guys. Thanks for having me. Well, hopefully we do this again soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.